Welcome to the Mini Break Podcast, your daily roundup of the biggest storylines, results, and controversy in the tennis world. Today is Thursday, March 7th, and I am your host, Max Rothman. And on this episode, we will be breaking down the men's draw at Indian Wells. And I want to give a special shout out real quick to Gruskin and Jamie for not getting into it too much during their episode last night. Uh, I know how tempting it probably was considering there are some juicy matchups in this first round and just for the tournament in general. But we wanted to wait until the qualifying matches were done today and that we were finished uh, in order to have a complete draw ready to break down. Um, And so we have... A great co-host here today, and I'm glad that we've got you on because uh, you have been off the pod for way too long. So with me today to break down the men's draw is Mr. Kale Hammond. How are we doing tonight, man? I'm doing fantastic. I'm so happy to be back. I'm uh, in the desert right now. I'm at Indian Wells. I've been on the ground for like the last five days. It's going crazy, going all day, just um, you know, absorbing as much as I can and you know, watching as many players as I can. I mean, this is just as good as it gets. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been seeing a little bit of your social media. You were in a a nice little, you made a nice little cameo in a video today with Daniel Collins playing a little rock paper scissors. Yeah, that was that was ridiculous. Yeah, she was talking <laughs> about WTA um, about you know making fun of how she, she just says come on. She gets in these uh these uh women's faces. She's fearless <laughs> that one. And she's I was walking. She goes, hey Kale, and I was like, all right, what's up? She goes, you want to lose real quick? And I was like, okay, sure, let's go. <laughs> so we played rock paper scissors and. For whatever reason, I just had her number, and I beat her like eight times in a row. And like, I looked at the producer, I was like, "You, she's supposed to win, right?" And he's like, "Yeah." I was like, All right, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna throw scissors here. <laughs> that is perfect. That's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, so you've you've obviously been before we break down the draw. Um, you've had a, a nice insight into the tournament. You've been down in Palm Springs for you know the last week now. You were at the Challenger and also have been seeing some of the qualifying as well as the practices. Uh, just give us a little insight into to what you've been seeing, how how the you know grounds are, what to be expecting of this week. Yeah, I mean, seeing it a lot, but the biggest thing is just how you know the margins are so slim at this level. Everyone is so so good. And it's just a couple points here or there. And a lot of it comes down to confidence um, in the end. And a lot of it has to do, you know, with, with uh, matchups and game style. Because the courts out here, um, it's pretty cold out here right now. It's not, not too hot. Um, and the courts are really gritty and the balls are pretty uh, puffy. So the court's actually playing really, really slow. So, you know, that ah. affects things too. So that's interesting. That's that's definitely gonna have a, a big impact for for some of the guys making their way through this draw. Yeah, when you're making your picks and you're and you're um, trying to figure out who to, who to who's gonna win, who's gonna lose, the courts are especially at night. It's crazy, crazy slow. So that's gonna reward the heavy hitters, you know, and the people that can get the ball off the court. Um, is rewarding people that can you know kick it off the court, get it off the court, um, stuff like that. Definitely. Well, since you had a chance to see some of the the qualifying matches today, uh, maybe that's where we'll start and just list off the the guys who were able to qualify for the main draw. So we've got Albot, we have Yimmer, we've got Uber, we have Popurin, Popurin, I don't know how to pronounce his name. We've got Marcos Giron, we have Alex Bolt, we have Tatsuma Ito, Krajinovic, Gunnis Warren, Daniel Evans, Dennis Eastermin, and Bjorn Fertangelo. So there's there's a few matches that I do want to bring up real quick and just see if you have any thoughts from ones that you saw. Were you able to see the Rublev for Tangelo match today? Um, no, I was not able to see. It. I knew it was seven six six seven, um, but I was I was watching Christian Harrison out here. Um, I've been I've been hanging out with him and uh, Ryan a little bit this tournament. Christian's just been so 
shown I mean, and he's the nicest guy ever and you know, he's, he's really helped me out being here you know um in the media introducing me to some people so i was showing him some support he lost to uh elias human today who i yeah. funny enough ran into an in and out burger last night and so <laughs> sad i was texting christian i was saying look your opponent is eating in and out right now you know you got this <laughs> <laughs> what a, what a weird pre pre night or <laughs> pre-match dinner well no like so so had that tie break Kansas event that you, you you know about, and then yeah. uh, things finished at like 11 p.m. and the only restaurant open was In and Out, and so there were a ridiculous amount of people in and out. Like Tatim was there, Nicholas Masu was there, Elias Yimmer was there. It was it was hilarious. That's awesome, and, and we will get to uh, the the tennis tiebreaker uh, in the later part of this pod. But anyways, this this qualifying rounds were just I mean fantastic. Great tennis. I was able to watch some of it. I was able to watch JJ play Umber. You know, tough loss for him. I think a lot of us were were rooting for him. But like you said, the margins are so slim here. It, it is crazy that we've got some of these guys who were able to just barely make it through qualies. But I think it's time that we start breaking down our quarter-by-quarter quarter draw. Uh, we are, as we've said, taking these podcasts and trying to make them concise. So we're, we're going to try and get through this draw yeah, quick for you. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm I'm falling into the Gruskin trap of talking too much. So let's do this. The first quarter, the Djokovic quarter, in my opinion, hardest quarter. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I really hope we can get you know just one win from uh, from Kyrgios. He's gonna have a tough match after you know, like like you said, we talk about it all the time. He's so good against the top players, but you know, he could play a a Cole Schreiber who's um, you know who's also who's good at getting the ball off the court, hits a heavy ball. And, you know, if he's not into it, Cole Schreiber could could, could, uh, could beat him. But in Djokovic is either going to play Yemen or Fertangelo, and that's, you know, that's going to go one way. And so if we can get a Djokovic, uh, Nick Kyrgios third round, I mean, that's, that's going to be huge for the tournament, huge for the ratings, huge for everything. Definitely. And, you know, Cole Schreiber has a tough first round against Herbert. Herbert, who's been playing some pretty good tennis. He's been playing um, amazing, especially indoors. Yeah. I think out here, in these, it could be windy, you know, it could, like his serve, the ball toss is so high. These courts are really slow. Um, it, it, it's going to be, it's not going to be a cakewalk for him out here. These are not his conditions. He's going to hit his first volley and people are going to have time to set up that passing shot. Yeah, well... It's interesting. So I don't know if this was you that posted this on Twitter, but Tennis Channel posted: Should we hand over the trophy to Joker Null and yeah to to Novak? And there was a, a little two minute discussion on this, and I think it was Steve Weissman who basically said he thinks the two people that could take it away from Djokovic are John Isner and Nick Kyrgios. And so we've got a potential Djokovic Kyrgios third round matchup. Um, and I'm not so sure about that Isner pick, but I I think he's right on the on the money with Kyrgios. Kyrgios obviously just had an amazing turn in Acapulco, and you know beating Nadal and, and you know a, a string of other top ten guys. I really think the way that he's feeling, and Kyrgios posted on Twitter too that he's you know all you need is a few wins to get back on your feet and, and whatnot, and. I think there's a chance we see a third round upset from from Kyrgios. Look, it's it's, it's a bad situation to be in if you're Novak. You definitely don't want to see Kyrgios in the third round, especially after the uh, the players that he just beat: Nadal, Wawrinka, Zverev, back to back to back. I mean, like like yeah, he could totally beat Djokovic, but um, 
you know, who knows? That's going to be physical. It'd be, it'd be a tough, tough one for Curios. But he's a tall guy, amazing serve, you know, and then he, he can get the ball off the court, uh, especially with that forehand. He can hit some amazing angles. You know, he, he could he could he could pull the upset. But he Mal- does he's worry another me. guy that's playing well. I mean, let's move on. You oh know, yeah, it's gonna keep going. I mean, that Kyrgios Djokovic is obviously gonna be amazing when they watch that if it happens. So let's just hope it does. Yeah, I mean, it does worry me that you say that the courts are slow, which means it'll be it'll be a little bit harder for Kyrgios to hit through the court. But as you said. The next part of this quarter is tough. I mean, you're looking at a potential Opelka Monfee second round, and you know both guys playing fantastic tennis. I think the the bottom part of this quarter with Chechenato is you know not as weak, but I mean Djokovic might have to go through Kyrgios and then Monfils in the fourth round, who's been playing amazing tennis. I mean, this is a tough quarter. Yeah, it's super tough. I, I don't think Djokovic would have too much trouble with Monfils. His game is just so disciplined, you know, against a guy like Monfils that. It, Monfi, Even, to me, or what I've watched, he does so well against players that rip it at targets, you know, and, and, and give Monfi these, like, you know, these good looks at, like, these tough shots. Like, the tougher the shot, the better Monfi plays. Yeah, really I hear does. that. He's when sliding he, all over the court. Yeah, when you're just never missing the ball and hitting in place, disciplined, boring tennis. Like, Djokovic can't play. Like, Monfi just, you know, he, he's, not in, he's not in it for the long haul against, against a guy like Djokovic, I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't know though. Dude. Watch, it, I was watching that movie, Tyreek Tennis. I was up there really close. I mean, next to this guy, Monty, no one, no one moves like him on the tour. The way he's able it. to just contort his body and just rebalance himself, you know, like this guy is the smoothest mover on the tennis court that I've, I've ever seen. Not even Dimenauer. No, he's so smooth, Monty, in the way he moves. I mean, no, 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 Monty's fastest, fastest. He covers the most <laughs> ground. Dude, Monfi covers the most ground of any tennis player I've ever seen. For sure. Uh, yeah, he, he's outrageous. It's it's awesome to watch him play. All right, well, clearly a very tough quarter there. Uh let's let's move on to the the next part of this quarter. Um we've got, you know, we have Basilashvili as a seed, we've got Chorich as a seed, we've got Simone, and then we have team at the bottom portion. This is the weaker part of of this quarter. I mean, team not playing great tennis. Chorich, you know, maybe not the best, you know, team atmosphere for him. And eating in and out, so you got to factor that in. Yeah, you saw that. him there too. I mean, geez, so important. You know, you know, you don't want to put that garbage into your body. Well. <laughs> I will hey. say that team. I've seen him play. I like watching him practice and play up close in person. He is a super athlete. He is a phenomenal, phenomenal athlete. The guy, if he if he wasn't a tennis player, I guarantee you he'd be in the Premier League playing uh, pro soccer. The way he's just so <laughs> he's so explosive and so good. He, he really is just a just a special athlete. Yeah, I mean he he's fun to watch move around the court. But don't you dare call In and Out trash food. That's <laughs> delicious. Yeah, it's delicious. But if you're playing a tennis tournament, you know it's probably you should probably <laughs> avoid it. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. We we probably don't want to see, you know, team going to in and out at whatever it is, ten o'clock at night before the tournament starts. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, all in all, this part of the quarter, kind of weak. Uh, I, I think if Djokovic is able to make it through those, you know, third and fourth rounds, he's gonna have, you know, an easy quarterfinal ahead of him. Would you uh, take any Djokovic th- or the field? I think the field. I would take Joker. 
Okay, we're gonna we're gonna have to save that little tidbit for the end because I've got I've got some Bovada lines for us that that we'll discuss. So let's let's move on to the second quarter. We've got you know we got the Zverev quarter, uh, and you know I'll, I'll list off some of the seeds we've got here in this quarter. We've got Dimitrov, we have Dimenauer, Ranich, Tsitsipas, uh, Batista, Gut, and Anderson in the top half. We've got Nishikori. We've got Pui, Shapovalov, Chilich, um, all the way down to Federer. So, you know, uh, this is a this is tough. This is a tough portion too. And I think the the match we have to bring up real quick. Zverev's potentially playing his brother in the in his first round match. Yeah, his brother doesn't want to beat him. You know, so let's move on. His brother doesn't want any smoke. His brother's gonna <laughs> play him. He, dude, his brother wants him. His brother wants. Zverev, well, Misha <laughs> yeah, wants Sasha to win. Misha wants Sasha to win every tournament he can. Like, like does he... this guy, this guy does not want to go out there and like beat his younger brother. I get it. One thing, you know, if you're similar age, he's just a lot older. You don't want to go out there and beat your younger brother who's eight years younger than you. Dude, you just feel terrible. Like you win that match, and you're fucking throw up afterwards. Do you? So what? Do you? It'd be tank? brutal, dude. Playing your playing your. I've got a younger brother that's five years younger than me. Even though, I mean, Misha's what? I think there's like an eight-year difference, right? Yeah, it's something it, like that. Six, six to eight years. Yeah, and 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 if I played my five-year, five-year younger brother, I, I just would not be able to beat him. I would hate it, and ugh, you know, the, the competitive fire wouldn't be there. I mean, yeah, imagine. But I mean, think about it'd the, be fun. The you know, it'd be a fun, fun little, fun uh, talking point. But as far as like the quality of tennis goes. When when people play their siblings, dude, they don't they don't bring the juice. Um, they don't uh, they really don't they really don't you know it's not that great to watch because they don't get too fired up. I don't think Serena and Venus so far. I mean, they've had maybe out of the twenty something times they've played, they've only had a few good matches. Everything else has just been ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna bring up the Williams sisters because obviously, yeah. you know, they've played. So it's just a more dynamic. Than a that it's, it's, it's 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 human. You know, like tennis is just a game. That that is like a biological dynamic that you're dealing with there yeah uh, i hear that well let, let's talk about some of the other matches because there there are a few matches in this portion that i really want to bring up i think two of the best matches that are going to be in this quarter are the the felix Auger Lassim cameron nori oh so first... good let's talk about that match dude so i was at img visiting there um doing, a, doing some shoots for tennis channel and then uh, they were they were there the whole time, so I got to see them play, practice. They play against each other a lot. I actually wrote an article about Do they? this match. Yeah, they play each other, and so they're from they're familiar with each other's games. And I wrote I thought that that was better for Felix because Cam Norrie, if you haven't seen him play, has a funky game. He's really he does really good, he's and he's a great. gamer, and he competes every point. He's one of those every point in. He doesn't take a point off. Um, but his game is so funky. He's lefty, got a great lefty yeah. spin serve, jumps it up, hits a flat, short angle backhand a lot. Good volleys. Great volleys, great hands. He never gives you the same shot twice, you know, and he, he's funky to play, especially if you've only played him once or twice. But Felix knows how he plays. And I was watching Felix practice, and I posted a video that he makes the ball sound different. And <laughs> he really does. Some people, you know, they crack the ball, they pop it. He hits it so hard, it just sounds like a deep thud. Like, like it's just one of those, like, crack of the bat things. It's just a completely different sound. 
than the rest of his peers. His racket head speed is is up there, you know, with uh, with the top ten players in the world already. That's a huge statement. That is a huge statement. No, his I mean, racket I... head speed is on the forehand is is probably top ten in the world, just in terms of pure racket head speed generated. The guy can crank crank the ball, and it's it's so fun to watch. Well, look, clearly clearly there is a case to be made there considering his, you know, finals run at Rio recently and, you know, making the quarterfinals of the Brazil, you know, of Sao Paulo the next weekend. But, you know, Nori also playing fantastic tennis. He just in Acapulco beats, you know, Nishioka, then Schwartzman, then Mackie. It has a tough match with Zverev, you know, making the semifinals. I think this is the match, one of the top matches in the first round to be watching. It's it's gonna be fun. I think it's gonna go three sets. Um, and if it doesn't go three sets, I think Aliassim will probably win that. I, I just don't see how Nori's gonna come out and beat Felix in straights. And if, if Felix has a good day, because this kid really does hit a, hit a different, you know, pace pace of shot. His weight of shot is ridiculous. He likes these slow courts too. It gives him time to set up. Absolutely, and look, a great second round match. Whoever wins gets to play Stefano Tsitsipas. That's going to be fun to watch, but uh, I think we should move on. I'm going to ask you real quick. So obviously you think Djokovic is winning that first quarter. In this quarter, you know, you've got Zverev, you have Tsitsipas. Uh, at the bottom half, you have Anderson. Who's taking this quarter? Let me, let me, let me uh, get this, pull this up. Okay, this one, I mean... Yeah, I, I like Tsitsipas. Zverev, Tsitsipas, you know. Um, Tsitsipas is... So impressive. His climb up the rankings, he's gotten up so quick um, to top 10 in the world. And his mental toughness, I mean, this guy is a gamer too. His his ability to ride the waves on the match, the ups and downs, and, and capitalize on his chances when he needs to is special. And I think I, I would not be complete, I would not be surprised if Sitchipos wins a Grand Slam before Zverev. I really wouldn't. It, that uh, it, you know, it's it's sad because that's, I can't even call that a hot take anymore because I I agree with you and I think a lot of people would agree with you. This is a debate that you know Gruskin and I have had on on multiple occasions, and I think we're gonna have to have a a great shot podcast episode where we you know rehash the you know next gen debate because I think there's you know plenty to argue that that might be the case. So yeah, yeah. Ryan is in this section too. He's he's good in the desert. The, the ball gets to the, the California dry air really, really quick. It's so dry out here. The ball flies through the air quick, and it hits the courts and it bounces up. So that gives him time. He's a big guy. It gives him time to load yeah. and set up and crank it. And, you know, it's also good for his serve. I played I played Ryanich, um in juniors, and the serve is just – Humble brag. The, the, no, no, no. He beat me. I don't think I beat him. It's not a brag. I played him. It's not a humble brag. What are you talking about? And then, uh, I'm just messing with you. His, his serve – his, his second serve is harder to return than his first serve. He's hitting his first 140, and it's the second serve is more difficult to handle shot per shot because it's yeah, that gets, kick. Yeah, I mean, I'm a tall guy, and I and I have to just run up and like sort of jump off of one leg to get that ball, you know, anywhere near the strike zone. Um, he's 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 got a special gift in, on that serve, so he's done well out here, and it makes it makes sense. The courts are, are great for him. The um, the air is great for him. And he likes it out here. He plays well out here. Absolutely. He won well, the tiebreak tens. He won 150 grand too. So he's going to be playing with some house money quite literally. Oh yeah, he took down Vavrinka. <laughs> took down Vavrinka in that in that final. Um, well, look. So, gotta give me an answer. Zverev or Tsitsipas who's taking the quarter before we move on. 
Uh, Ryanich is taking this quarter. Ranich, I love Ryanich the hot is take. This quarter. Yeah, no, Ryanich, I, I realize Ryanich is taking this quarter. Sidney wow. Pasch has, has been so good, and he and he definitely, could, you know, he could. I think it's either Sidney Pasch or Ryanich. God, he's gonna have to go through Dim and Hours, Verev, and then CT. Hey, I like the hot take. All right, let's move on to the Federer quarter. This is, you know, one of my favorite quarters just because it has my favorite first round match of the tournament. Uh, and I think you probably know which match that is. That is the Taylor Fritz Stevie Johnson first round. And I almost feel like this is rigged. Like, how how does that just happen the in the first round? In Indian Wells, it could be. You know, it, there, there's. I obviously don't think. You know, if you you could make a case for draw fixing. If you look at you know, <laughs> the women's draw, Naomi Osaka, uh, Daniel Collins, Belinda Bencic, Caroline Wozniacki in one like one eighth of the draw. That's yeah, pretty it's... unbelievable getting those yeah. names and those and those types of talents. But but yeah, back to this Taylor Fifteen Johnson matchup. I wrote about this one too. I mean, we picked the same exact match as Murray, Murray, Ali, Asim, and Chris Johnson. These are the first rounds to watch out for. And the SoCal led two SoCal legends facing off. It's going to be interesting. Um, the, if you like, want to talk about like a different thing, you know, the UTR, uh, they're like three month trending UTR. Taylor Fritz is pretty high. I think he's in the 40s or 50s, um, you know, in his three month uh, perf- recent performances. And CVJ. He went on that eight match, eight or nine match losing streak, and um, he, he's right. ranking in like the one fifteens in like the trending three month UTR. So on paper, um, it looks like Fritz is going to get this one, but Stevie, you know, he grew up playing out here on these courts, and and, and, and he he gets the ball off the court so well. His kicker's so nice, and he can get the ball out of your strike zone. But I just think the fact that he's going to be slicing every backhand. To Taylor Fritz, who's gonna if gonna you know get his backhand cross to Stevie J's backhand slice, it's just a tough matchup for Stevie J to deal with. His Taylor yeah. Fritz's backhand is so good. It is. It's so solid. And if if the courts are as slow as you say they are, that slice isn't gonna bite through the court like it sometimes can. He's gonna be uh, able yeah, to go it's... forehand, backhand, whatever he wants. If Taylor Fritz, Stevie J's got one of the best slices I've ever seen. But it doesn't matter. It's it, it's Taylor Fritz's backhand. You're not going to be able to break the backhand down with a slice. I, I I couldn't agree with you more. And you know, Fritz had a you know a pretty good run um, leading up to this with his win at Newport. You know, did lose first round of Delray to Mackey. And as you said, Stevie had that crazy you know eight match loss streak. You, you know, Delray picks up a few wins, and then you know at uh, at Acapulco loses second round of Vavrinka, which is a, obviously a tough second round, but. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to to Fritz as well. I think this is going his way and a second round versus Shapa. I mean, what else can you ask for? Two I think potential... it's gonna go three for sure, and I think Fritz is probably gonna get a break in the third because you know that I just like the the, the Stevie J forehand to Fritz forehand does not equal the Fritz backhand to Stevie J backhand, which gives Fritz I think the more the greater advantage. Uh, I'm right there with you. So, I mean, that's an awesome first-round match. You know, this this quarter has some other great seeds. We've got Nishikori. We have Chilich, who hasn't been playing well. He dropped out of the top 10 for the first time yeah. since 2016. Um, and I think the other, you know, potential matchup that everyone's going to be looking for is the Federer-Vavrinka third-round match. I mean, that is looming and, you know, a, a really fun match to potentially get to see in this quarter. 
So yeah, that's as, you know, that's as good as it gets. They both play, you know, they both play pretty well out here, and they're both playing well right now. Um, you know, Federer is coming off his hundredth title win. What a what a what an achievement! And what a Stan legend! Is playing is playing really well too. I got to see him play his backhand up close in person. <laughs> he lets it fly, and he hardly ever <laughs> he hardly ever misses it. It's amazing. Well, that's what I was going to ask you about him because obviously he's you know somewhat fresh off of his recovery and, and his injury. Does he look a hundred percent to you? Oh yeah, he looks he looks as, as yeah as close to hundred percent as you can possibly get. Um, Love if he's not a hundred percent, I can't tell. He looks he he, yeah, <laughs> he he's good to go. I mean, my goodness, on these courts too, they're they're sort of slow, and he gets time to to crank the backhand, and and if he gets a clean look at a backhand. He's automatically, you know, got a head start in the point. But his first yeah. round's tough, dude. Dan Evans is really good. Uh, Dan playing Evans fantastic played, tennis. He's playing. A, he's played a ton of tennis. I think he's played um, probably close to eight matches in the last ten days. He's just been going, going, going. So he's got to be feeling it a little bit. I mean, he can go all day. He's a, he's he's a great player. He's a fit guy, but the weight of right. shot, point after point, I think it's going to break him. But look, he he can handle pace well. He can hit slices he can hit off pace shots he's a great player he's fun to watch yeah no you're right he he played he's played essentially 12 matches makes the finals of del rey and the semis of the challenger leading up so that that is a little bit of a worry but we i want to move on to the last quarter give me your take on this quarter who's taking it is it fed favrinka chilich Shapo, nishikori who do you think it is i like fed I like Fed. He's having fun. I, I got to sneak down and watch one of his practices from up close, and he was joking around, having a good time. I mean, the guy's got to be on top of the world. He's got the 100th title weight lifted on his lifted off his shoulders. You know, it took him a little while to get that one, and he just did it in such convincing fashion. Those, those Doha courts are really quick. He's won there eight times, which is ridiculous. <laughs> so, I mean, it he's makes got his number got there. The title there. But he's also won won a few times at Indian Wells, and and I think you know he's he's happy right now. He's just got that other title. He's playing with house money too. He's everything. You know, I'm sure he's living in one of Larry Ellison's you know ten house compounds <laughs> with a house for every single one of his nannies. Of course, of course, and ten <laughs> tennis courts and a helicopter pad. I mean, when you're in Palm Springs. You're surrounded by luxury. I'm sure these guys are just getting pampered while they're here. It's a how many how many properties do you think Larry Ellison owns in in, in Palm Springs and Indian Wells that he can house probably players? probably he owns probably 50... builds <laughs> compounds just to house players. No doubt, that's that's why this tournament is successful. People I just want to come, and he can. So why I'm sure he is. I would totally build players specific houses. I would customize their houses. That Fed house, the Joker house, the Nadal house, Spanish theme for Nadal, Serbian theme, Swiss Alps mountains for Joker, Fed, get a nice little Switzerland uh, cabin. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I, I think I think you've got a nice little pitch for for Larry. Hopefully we he'll be uh, listening to this Talks podcast and, and takes our advice. But well, I mean, we can talk <laughs> a little segue for a second. How huge has Oracle been for tennis? You know, it seems like they're just really doing their part to save the sport. I mean, just pumping so much money into tennis, and you come out Seriously. here in the world, you see it in person, and it's making a huge difference. So, shout out to Oracle for what they're doing. It's, it's, you know, we needed tennis needed something and someone and an entity to step up, and you know, put it put put tennis on its back because it do some things better. 
um, for sure. You yeah, know, I you mean, know what I'm talking about. Hundred percent, and we've got a, a podcast coming soon on the transition tour because uh, there's been plenty of complaints about that. But uh, I'm gonna go ahead and agree with you on the Federer taking that quarter. I mean, look, he's he made the finals last year. I, I think he, uh, you know, wants this title, and and so I'm I'm taking the quarter uh, for for Federer as well. But let's move on to our last quarter. Uh, you know, this is probably not the most exciting quarter in my opinion. Um, but you've got Johnny Isner, big man. We've got uh, Kiechnov, as we like to say. We've got Medvedev, who I think could be a dark horse here. Uh, we've got Diego Schwartzman, of course. This is the Rafa quarter. Um, you know, overall, what what do you think about this quarter? Who who's taking it? I, I agree. Medvedev is a dark horse. I was watching him play, and he's he's really tall, man. I did not know he was so <laughs> tall. He's yeah, so he's... tall. He's like what six 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 seven? Yeah, he's every bit of six six, and he's a good yeah. athlete, and he hits the ball so. Deep. I mean, he smacks the shit out of the ball. He smacks. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better. So deep, so through the court, so big, so clean. He he really is a fantastic tennis player. And fourteen is his seed. I bet that's the lowest seed he's at seed of the Indian Wells uh, for quite some time. A hundred percent. I think he does. I will say he has a tough potential uh, first round match against Mackey if he's able to get through no, Salsa. No, 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 <laughs> no. No. Mackey's great. Mackey's good. Don't get me wrong. This guy's hungry, dude. Look, Mackie's the slow courts, though. He's playing well. Well, Mackey, you know, grew up and he had big wins out here already. Mackey's shown that he done it. He just beat Del Potro. Um, which in my opinion, Pochner was not 100. percent Let's not kid ourselves if we watched. Him. Right, right. It wasn't so, moving no, well. Take no credit away from Mackie. He's a fantastic player. That's the thing, though. Well, Mackie, Mackie is. Oh, but it's not though. Mackie is the best at absorbing pace and going forehand to forehand, back to backhand to backhand. I really think you could see, uh, you know, a three setter out of this first round with Medvedev. Not saying he's not going to win, because I All do right, think Medvedev well, is going to win. Later, after we hang up. All right, I like it. I like it. Well, you know, like we said, this quarter not super exciting. Just give me your winner. Is who who's taking this quarter? I mean, is it like the ball bounces up so high here? Is really hot, tough to play? Uh, Kasanov playing poorly. So here's a little interesting thing about Kasanov. He, he was using that Wilson racket, you know, the green and black one. He won that. Yeah. Uh, he won the Masters. In Paris, I believe, and then he switched to a head racket for no reason whatsoever, and he was playing terrible. And he went on that skid. He's using a head racket, and then he switched back to the Wilson. He's I watched him, and he's not hitting very clean. He he was making a ton of errors, and he was playing with Burdich. Burdich hits a big ball, but he was not making enough balls in the court. It was he did he did not look like a player who was feeling good about his game um, when I watched yeah. Kasnov. So look, and he's gonna have to play Burdich second round. Burdick's coming through that for sure. Burdick is a dark horse to get through this section. Let's not forget about him. He's he's yeah. good out here too. I watched him beat Del Poacher out here one year, and he, he hits the ball big, and if he's on and he serves well, he can he can beat anyone, anyone out here. Uh, I'm with you. I think he's taking that, that second-round match against Kachanov. I'm not confident in Kachanov's game at all. Uh, but yeah. Alright, give me give me your winner. Who's taking the quarter? If you have to choose oh, one. Oh, Nadal. Nadal's got to come through. Uh, I, I'm taking what? Medvedev over Nadal. I'm doing it. Whew. 
<laughs> yeah, he, he look. I mean, he could, but Nadal. He, he, look, I just I was watching him practice tonight. It, 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 he's his physicality. Like Medvedev's a big guy. He's frail. Nadal is a bull, dude. This guy in person, his legs. Like this guy's got legs built like a running back. Nadal could just take the take the snap and hit the hole. And I, if he puts on football pads, I guarantee you, I can hand the ball off to Nadal in first and ten. He's picking up at least four yards. <laughs> He is. He's picking up four yards every time. This guy's, a, this guy's unbelievably strong. Oh, God. I, I would love to see Nadal in the if NFL If you've ever combine. seen him in person, you just you can't quite – he is so thick. He's a thick human. He is so strong. He is a beast. He is an absolute beast. I, I hear you. He's, he could be uh, a nice little running back in, in the NFL. But all right. I think that we have – gone over on our main draw breakdown. Um, I do want to bring up one last little bit uh, because our first podcast was a betting podcast. I do want to bring back the lines. So, uh, Westoff, give us a little cha-ching sound effect for the betting part of this segment. Now, look, I think that the lines in tennis sometimes aren't completely on, but I think they hit it here. Um, So, for the outright winner, we've got Djokovic plus 120, Nadal plus 450, Fed 550, Zverev 1200, and they have Kori. This is where I actually disagree. They have Kori and Rayanich over Kyrgios and Tsitsipas. So we've got Kyrgios at plus 3,300 and Tsitsipas at plus 3,300. The, 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 the Japanese betting population is higher than uh, the, the Greek betting population, <laughs> honestly. There's just not much of a Greek betting population. <laughs> right. So it makes sense. Let's, you know, let's blindly figure X amount of Japanese people are going to bet on Nishikori. So let, let's, let's, uh, let's take their money. Absolutely. Well, if, if you're a betting man, what underdog do you take here? Oof. Oof. I think you have to go Tsitsipas. I mean, you've got Vavrinka plus 4,000. You've got Anderson plus 4,000. You've got Medvedev plus 5,000. I think that's a potential, you know, crazy what about, bet. What about Chorich? What's Chorich? Like Chorich is also... 5, no, he's he's in that plus 5,000 range. Oh, that's tough. That guy won three, seven, six of the third in a row in his last tournament. So he's probably, he's got, he's probably feeling pretty. I mean, you win three, seven, six in a row. Like you probably think you're so damn clutch and you're going to be so confident three, seven, sixes in a row. That's impressive. It, it really is. Um, but look, CT Pass is playing amazing. Plus 3,300. I, I think you have to take that bet. Keep, keep, keep reading them off. Keep, give me some more, some more bets to work. I, I should All have right. it up here. Mo- moving down. Medvedev is plus 5,000. Monfils plus 5,000. Team plus 6,600. We've got Batista Goot ahead of Dimitrov at plus 6,600. Dimitrov at 8,000. Kiachinov at 8,000. I mean, that's a, if you nope. want to throw away, throw away no, money. Put on, yeah. Uh, and then you get over to, to Burdich at 8,000 as well. And then, you know, at the 10,000, you're looking at Dimonauer and Isner. So, I mean, I think at that point, you're just, you're throwing away money. Yeah, Sitsipas is a, is a good pick. I, I think he he's got you know he's got the juice. But it's so funny. I mean, Joker's gonna win the tournament. He's plus one twenty. That's basically even money, you know, for a guy. And the right. two out of three too. So you don't even have the luxury of two out of five, where Joker's even more deadly. Uh, I I just think you have. 
I I mean, look, clearly I'm I'm making it clear. Did you that watch I think... Joker play in the Australian Open? Uh, yeah, he was amazing. <laughs> he's he's all so bad. It's just, I've never seen anyone go out and just tank the doll like that, except one Martin Del Potro at the U.S. Open in I think 2009 when he beat him six two six two six two. The yeah, only other time. I mean, it it out. was a really really poor performance on the doll's part. Like I just unlike anything I've ever seen, like shanks everywhere, which I don't think we're going to see again. That, that was wild. Um, all right. If, yeah. you're, if you're taking, I've got, I've got two first round matches I want to bring up. So if you're taking one of these picks, I'm taking CT boss. Who, who are you taking? Mm. It's tough, man. I'm probably going to take Ryanich. Wow. Yeah. What are the Wow. That is a hot take. Uh, he's plus 3,300. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think Rodic is a good bet. He made the finals here a couple of years ago, lost to Djokovic. Uh, if Kyrgios does take out Djokovic, which, you know, could happen, it's certainly going to be a fun match. He's certainly going to try, which is all you can ask for. Um, <laughs> I think it could open up. It could open up. And, and a guy like Rodic is just sort of so big out here. He's served really. He's served well out here. The guy plays well out here. You know, he's he's a good bet. All right. Well, you heard it here first. I take Cici Pass. You take Raonic. Last two, the two biggest matches of the first round that we talked about: FAA Cam Nori and Stevie versus Fritz. FAA Cam Nori. They're favoring Cam at minus one sixty. FAA plus one twenty five. And then for the Stevie and Fritz, they actually have. It's tight. It's minus one twenty for Fritz and minus one hundred five for Stevie. So and, and you know they're they're looking at a half game differential. I don't even know if you could bet that game, that match. I think you take Fritz and I think you take uh, Felix. Yeah, I mean if they're if they're having Felix as an underdog, I'm taking Felix right now. Yeah, F- Felix is, is a special talent, uh, and I think he's got a good head mentally. I don't I don't think he's you know, lacking in the, in the mental department. I think, I think he's got it. And I think it's just a matter of time before he breaks through and gets that confidence. When he, once he gets his full confidence with that forehand, it's, it's lights out. It's lights out for the opponents. He really, he covers a lot of ground. He's a, he's a strong, you know, slender kid. And he's going to win. He's going to win a lot of tournaments. Definitely one of the more athletic guys out there. Love watching him play. Uh, yeah, I think if you're going to take a bet, anyone listening, FAA is the bet to take. But we have gone way over time here, and I did not do a good enough job cutting us off. Um, you know, But both of us are going to be at the tournament this weekend covering the second round, so you get some, some nice uh, live footage from us. Uh, Kale, any last words before we sign off? No, if you, if you can make it to Indian Wells, you have to go. There's no other place like it. Accessibility that you get with the players. Um, there's no, there's nothing else like it uh, the whole year on the Pro Tennis Tour. The, they give you a practice schedule when everyone's playing. You get to go sit right there, you know, five feet away from them watching them play. And there's nothing better than that than me. You just get up close and personal, seeing what they're like, you know, relax with their coaches, hanging out, having fun. It really is a fun, fun, good vibe. Everyone's in a pretty good mood here. It's, it's worth making the trip. It's a good vacation destination. Well, that was a, a great pitch to anyone listening. Hopefully that brings some more fans to the tournament. And as you called it once, you've said it's the tennis mecca. 
Uh, so that that is what you know convinced me to go. So I will be there this weekend, and I'm excited to watch some unbelievable tennis. But Kale, thank you for being a fantastic co-host. We got to get you back on here um, and, and get some more of that inside info from you. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love love to give it, and I am tired. I've been running around all over, and I'm ready to go too. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. It's been a blast as usual. Of course, and you know the the way we're ending these pods now because we got the mini break. You know what we say to them, Kale? What do you say? That's a break! (laughs) And we'll see you all tomorrow. (laughs) 